Hey guys, today's episode is five different things I'd love for you to keep your eyes open for if you're out there at the flower shop or looking for flowers at the grocery store. There's also a special cheat sheet for today called a doodle sheet at anstocky.com forward slash episode five doodle sheet. Today is a fun one. Listen in. Welcome to the Flower Lovers Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Stocky, a former flower shop owner, floral designer, experienced gardener, and flower teacher. And I'm really excited to help and inspire the average everyday flower lover to get really good at flowers. Whether you're a longtime flower person looking for inspiration or you're just beginning, this is a great place for you. With over 23 years of floral experience, I'll be here each week to teach, show, share, inspire, and motivate you to create florals for your home efficiently with confidence. Consider this your weekly dose of flower school. I'll help you create pieces you love with the right tools, resources, and step-by-step strategies. If you want to know which flowers to buy, when and where to buy them, how to use them for your next party or event, your next family dinner, or your next seasonal home decor switch, this is a place you can come to hear about all things flowers. Want to get good at flowers? Join me for flower class starting now on the Flower Lovers Podcast. Welcome, welcome in everybody. It's episode five, the April Flower Report, and some behind the scenes, what's happening over here in the world of flowers. The purpose of episode five today is to let you guys know what's out there, what's available now, and what you can find, where you can find it, and then why to look for it. Like, why do I think it's so great? I'm also going to let you guys in on behind the scenes, like what's happening actually at my house and outside in my garage and in some of my little spaces here, because usually I'm preparing for the next floral situation, whatever's coming up, whatever project's coming up. I'm usually kind of thinking ahead and gathering my bits, gathering my my pieces um, and getting ready to to create those things. So Um, today's episode has a very special kind of cheat sheet and it's for my creative loves out there. The ones who love to doodle and sketch and write when they learn. There's tremendous value in writing while you learn or receive information. So I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, a study from the university of Nottingham found that doodling or taking visual notes while studying science material can help you guys enhance your learning, enhance your engagement, and then reasoning as well. Students who doodle while they're learning help them remember more, focus on the topics at hand, and generally enjoy the lesson more. So if you're a doodler from way back to the days of taking notes in science class or geology or geography or whatever classes you were taking notes in, know that your doodling probably helps solidify learning that otherwise might not have been held on to. And I'm bringing it back to you today in today's episode. So if you like to have a little something to write on, Um, I've got a doodle cheat sheet for you today. It's almost like a worksheet. There's even some fill in the blank. So you can find it at www.angestocky.com forward slash episode five doodle sheet. Okay, 
So diving into the April flower report and plant report, this month's episode is focused just on five things. So I've made this, this month's pretty easy. Um, Five things out there right now that I'm loving and that I'm actually buying. So the information comes from kind of the following places I've visited in the last week or two weeks. Of course, the local grocery store, we have Cub Foods here. We also have Super One, so I've been there as well. Our local co-op in Duluth, um, which I've been to both locations. You guys must think I shop all the time, but I do have three boys, and so I have to go to the grocery store all the time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, so also a flower shop in Duluth's Lincoln Park Craft District called Flora North, our Sam's Club here, and our Home Depot. And then this past Easter weekend, I was in Minneapolis at a large greenhouse called Bachman's and also two different Trader Joe's in the metro area. And I was also at, if you need some, if you need some, oh, if you just need a little joy in your heart, there's this glorious place every flower lover should visit in Wyzetta, Minnesota called Harvest Home. It's like a must visit. The feeling there is kind of indescribable. Just go and you'll understand. Your soul will understand. If you do take a visit out there, you might as well visit, um, you might as well also visit like Tonkadale Greenhouse in Minnetonka. There's there's some really great stuff out there. Um, It's really well done. If you're a flower plant lover, take a day and get out there. Now, a lot of people a lot of people when they do podcasts, they don't necessarily talk about kind of their local area. I I think probably lots of people who listen are Twin Cities people, Minnesota people, so I'm always going to mention those things because it's really it is worth it is worth taking a trip to some of these places. Um okay, so Like I said, you flower and plant lovers, take a day and get out there. Now, if you are from somewhere else, if you are from, like, I've got a bunch of East Coast people too, you East Coast people, I want to hear where the places to go are. I'm curious because we can always visit online. So if you're listening, um, I don't know, in New York or upstate New York or Maine or wherever you're listening from, um, I want to hear where you guys love to go. I want to hear kind of like the little the little spaces that are motivating and inspiring and have artistic, brilliant, flowery souls at them. So, um, so send that message to me. I'm, I'm just kind of riffing on this here. Um, send me an email at hello at anstocky.com and I want to hear, I want to hear your places or you can, or you can take me, um, on Instagram. That'd be awesome. So you guys, I've also been paying attention to some of the orchid growers, and one of my recommendations today is from an orchid greenhouse in Plymouth, Minnesota, which is in the metro area. So um, you guys, print your doodle sheet, get your pens, get your pencils and markers, whatever you need, and let's begin with April's list. So this current list is kind of an insider's flower list. It's different than last month's in that it's not divided into a big list of flowers and a list of plants. Last month's list was really big. This month, it's a little more focused for you. Like if you bought one or two things, here's what I'd buy. Okay, are you ready? Number one, Blooming Blue Muscari Bulbs. Blooming Blue Muscari is a is something that only comes out in the spring. It's a tiny little bulb with a small spring green stem that grows about eight inches with tiny blue bell or cup-shaped periwinkleish blue flowers coming off the stem. They're tiny. They're diminutive. They're, oh, they're just sweet. Now, finding blue muscari bulbs, it's kind of like there's, if there's 40 tulips, there's like 
two muscari bulbs. So they're few and far between, but they are out there. And if you can find them and you know about them, you'll know to look for them. And then you can grab one. Now, these are like cuties. They're darling. They're spring. They're specialty bulbs. Some of you are saying, I don't know about these and I love flowers. How come I don't know about them? That's okay. If you don't know about them, oh gosh, it's, I would say it's just not as present. You might not if you didn't know to look for them. They bloom kind of fast when they're sitting at the grocery store, which is why you don't see a ton of them. The grocers have to pay a little bit closer attention to them or they'll bloom out and then they won't really be worth anything. I think that's one reason they're carried in small amounts. And they're just not as available. Like the people that are growing these, there's not as many. They, they haven't made as many. The blooming blue muscari bulbs are kind of like a little treat for your soul. So if you can find them, snap them right up. The color's heavenly. It's a true periwinkle blue and some darker blues and purples. And it's just a delicate little flower that comes right up from the bulb. About eight inches tall at its tallest and very slight and diminutive. It's sweet, darling, charming, and just the cutest. So I can you see, I'm trying to kind of like really paint a picture for you with the vocabulary I'm using. Blue muscari bulbs. And if you don't want to drive around looking all over for them, give a call to your nearest flower shop, grocer, grocer. I think we say grocer. I don't think we say grocer. Um, greenhouse or, or Trader Joe's. Those are kind of the four places you're most likely to find them. Not very often at a home store, but Actually, I was at Home Depot yesterday and they did have some. They had a couple bulbs. So, gosh, you just never know. Um, so, try the grocer. I'm sorry, try the grocer. I think it's grocer. TJ's florist or greenhouse. Um, you can always call and have some set aside. And ideally, you guys want them to be in like bulb form, like not too much blooming. Ideally, if just the little green stems were coming up without the without you know blooming happening, that would be awesome. Let them bloom in your presence. Or if you have, um, I always say bulbs are such a good thing to get for a birthday or someone who's convalescing, somebody who's in the hospital and they're getting you know getting better because they're usually there for a couple of days. And oh my gosh, these bulbs they just grow right in front of their face. Uh, it usually happens fast enough, so unless you have an event that you want them to get ready for, get them at the very start of their blooming cycle. A heavenly little treat for you. Try that. And again, if this is the first time that you've heard of these, don't feel bad. If you end up getting some, I hope you'll let me know somehow. You can email me at helloandamstocky.com or chime in on Instagram. Oh, I would love to know if you found some of these little cuties and brought them home. Okay, that's number one, blue mascari bulbs. It's just, it's just a yes. It's just a solid yes. Okay, number two, pansy bowls. Pansy bowls just came out, at least here in Minnesota. Pansies are those cute little flowers that are usually made of like, I don't know, six petals. They're deep yellows and, and they have these brown, dark brown striations in the middle or dark purple with yellow and white striations. Or they might have purple and orange, like bright orange on one flower. They are cool weather bloomers, which is why you find them sold in spring and fall, but not really in midsummer, at least in, in our zone. So they'll, they'll be alive the whole time. They'll be alive spring, summer, fall, but they're only going to bloom in the spring and in the fall. The middle of the season, you just water them and they're green, so they're still around, and you're kind of waiting for that little exciting 
bloom time in the fall. And if you cut them down, you can get them to bloom multiple times. I mean, these are like little diamond. These are little diamonds to me when I grab them. Another reason I like them so much is because they're one of the first things you can put outside when it's still a little cold. Like right now I could probably put the ones I just got outside. They're usually planted in like low wide bowls or you can find them in trays and, and like those little consumer packs that you plant from. You'll see them in deep purples, rich yellows, some mauvey pinks, oranges, whites, and lavenders. For us in Minnesota and maybe the surrounding area, they can extend the season where you have flowers around because just because of our weather, we are trying to do every little thing we can to kind of extend our growing season. Pansies, pansy bowls are a big help. Again, you can find them at a greenhouse or a flower shop. They're often at the home stores like Home Depot, Menards, Lowe's, and they're a very old world flower. So you sometimes see them in like old horticultural illustrations. If you've heard of a Johnny Jump Up or a Viola, these guys look really similar, just a little bit larger. And sometimes they have ruffles. They can just be amazing, just darling, darling flowers. You can you can kind of file these under... Oh, a couple things. You can file these under plants I bought this week because I bought a bowl at Bachman's for $34, all white. You can file these under plants that I'm going to use for my outdoor spring pod projects. And you can file these under plants that I'm going to attempt to make flower twice in the spring and twice in the fall. I, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I think I can. I think no problem. I'll report back when it happens because I'll be on the podcast. The other thing is this plant, I've had this plant year after year, and it shows up when everything else is not happening. So it kind of does a little bit of work for me when nobody else is around to do the work. So I'm a big fan of these pansies. That's number two, pansy bolts, everybody. Make sure the secret trick is deadhead them after each time they bloom. In the past, I just gave them a good old like lawn mowing with a huge scissor. They blasted out a whole new set of flowering, uh, a whole new set of flowers beginning of June. So I'm sure I bought them in May, put them out, gave them a cut after they bloomed. They flowered again in June. Then they kind of went dormant. Then they came back in the fall. Again, when a plant can do a bunch of work for you, like lots of blooming, that's what I pay attention to. I mean, if I'm paying $34, I want those flowers to work till like October and they do. So it's a super good value. A lot of color options. Learn how to use pansies so you guys can enjoy some early color in your outdoor spaces and landscape. Okay, number three. Sharing the number three spot are actually three flowers that I mentioned last month, but they're still out there and they're still awesome. Tulips, ranunculus, and hyacinth. All three are available as cut flower bunches, meaning they're cut, they're bound together, and they're sitting in water at the at the flower shop or at the where you buy your flowers. And then you can also find them planted in dirt as either bulbs or if you're if we're talking about ranunculus. There's tubers underneath the dirt. It kind of is like a bulb, but it's shaped like a tube. Um, Anyway, it's time to get those because about the time you decide, oh, yeah, she said get those. About the time you decide to mosey to the store and get them round about June 1st, they're going to be all gone. I'm not saying they're going to be gone June 1st, but I'm saying that if you want them, you got to go get them. Are you curious if I bought any of these? I did. Here's what I bought out of that little recommendation. I bought pink and green and white, all all on the same tulip. They're called tricolor peony tulips, or 
I made up tricolor painting tulips because they have pinks and whites and greens on them. And then I bought bicolor, which is two colors, pink and white ranunculus for some of my flower school projects. I bought them fresh cut and they're sitting in water hydrating right now. I also bought one pot of white hyacinth bulbs that I am holding in my cool garage for my spring porch pot project, meaning they are in the dark, in the cold, without tons and tons of water. I I am watering them, of course, but um, I'm just kind of holding them. I want them to bloom a little bit later. I can do that for a bit. I can hold them for a bit, not for months, just for a bit, but I'm not quite ready to do the project. And I'm not sure Duluth Weather is ready for outdoor bulbs and pots yet. Might need just a couple more days, but they might be just fine. If you're curious about these little dollies, all of what I've purchased this month will show up somewhere, either on Instagram or in flower class. The bi-color pink ranunculus, I can't even wait to use it. Oh my gosh, it is so cute. They are literally calling to me from their vase saying, we're ready for a project. Come and get us. <laughs> we're so cute. We're ready for a close-up. Okay, anyway, I'm going to be using them for three different projects. So stay tuned on Instagram if you want to see what happens with those. Uh, okay, you guys, that's number three. Remember, number three is three different flowers that I already mentioned last last month in the March flower report. So that's ranunculus, hyacinth, and tulips. Uh, next on the list, number four is pansy orchids. Now these are orchids. This is an orchid plant I'm talking about. And this is a specialty orchid. These are not at your everyday flower shop. These are from orchid growers. Uh, Years ago when I had a flower shop, we worked with a greenhouse in Plymouth, Minnesota that had thousands of orchids, all kinds. They They were experts. And at that time, orchids weren't as big of a deal as they were now. Or as common, I should say. We we even had these people come to Duluth like to talk to do a big huge talk to all our orchid loving clients. They were just really brilliant, really master growers of orchids. Over the years I lost touch with them, but recently an Instagram friend reminded me of them and I've been following them ever since and kind of paying attention to how they work and their availability. It is a big orchid greenhouse. They don't allow you to come in, but they show you what's available and then you go pick it up. I think they have free delivery for like a limited section in the metro area, but you can also do curbside pickup. So you you can tell them what you want online and then go pick it up. Right now, this very specific orchid is in spike, meaning it's the time to buy it. They're they're going to bloom, you know, pretty soon. It's called a pansy orchid and it looks like a pansy. They are magnificent and darling and lo- I mean and long-lasting. Yes, you can get them to bloom again. You can have them for years. The blooms come in several colors, a lot of pinks, burgundies, magentas, whites. And what's really just so cute is they look like pansies, but they're orchids. If you want to connect with these specialty orchid growers, you can find them online at orchidweb.com. You can find them on Instagram at orchidweb. Or you can find them on Facebook, and I think their old name was Orchids Limited, or maybe they still go by Orchids Limited, but online they're called Orchid Web. So Facebook is Orchids Limited, and then they've got a little thing that says orchidweb.com. So those are three different places you can find them, and if you do get orchids from them, I'd love to hear. I'm planning to get a pansy orchid in the near future here. So that's number four, pansy orchid. And number five, you might be surprised. You might not guess what I'm about to say. It's going to be 
real surprise if people know me. It's something I've noticed a bunch over the last months, this specific stem. It's it's called, I almost don't even want to say it, but it's um, it's called a novelty mum. It's, yes, it's like a mum. Now, I think mums have gotten a reputation for being pretty boring. They're all over. They're usually available in white, purple, lavender, and green. They're really popular in the fall, like when people get big, huge, they call them hardy mums, where they put them outside and they last really long, especially when it gets colder and colder. The mums I'm talking about today, you can find at the grocery store, Trader Joe's, um, the flower shop. And what's happened and what's different about the mums that I'm seeing is there are these things called novelty mums or specialty mums. So the colors when they're novelty or specialty mums are just a little juicier. They look a little healthier. The texture looks just a little bit more fancy. I'm not sure, but it's almost like the mum makers or the mum growers are coming out to rally with the dahlia growers. Dahlias are such a huge rage right now from fresh cut to actually buying dahlia tubers. Farmers selling dahlia tubers are like selling out online in like one day or two hours or five minutes or something like that. There's some big dahlia thing going on. But what I'm noticing is dahlias are a really big part of the floral industry, specifically the event and wedding industry. And as I've been looking at the mums lately, I'm like, man, these mums look amazing. Like I could do some great things with these. The thing about mums is they last a really long time. They're really hardy. They come in some really good colors, especially they come in lavender. They come in burgundy. They come in really dark burgundy. They come in mauves. They come in oranges and browns and tans. And all these are really popular colors right now. But also the number of petals and the shapes of some of these specialty mums that are, they seem to be coming out or I don't know, I'm seeing them just a little bit more, are really beautiful. I saw one the other day that it was kind of an eggplant color and I thought, this is gorgeous. The texture is really pretty. The There was kind of like this shine on it and I... I don't know. I've been noticing how good some of the mums are looking. So honestly, I I just recently, literally within the last 24 hours, I texted my friend Mackenzie. I'm like, Mackenzie, I'm like, we got to talk about this for a sec. I asked her, I'm like, Ken, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about my mum theory? Because my mum theory is that mums might be coming on. They might be coming up. They might be coming on hot and heavy. And she said, well, I have noticed like some of the football mums, which are really big, big, beautiful, tons of petals. They look like little ball, little like actually look about softball size or maybe a little smaller. And then another one called Cremones. It's another kind of a mum. And she and I talked about the colors are like antique and peachy and mauvey and buttery. They're kind of these dusky colors, kind of boho colors, which is really popular right now. And apparently, according to Miss McKenzie, she said carnations are kind of doing the same thing. The colors are so amazing. And I have seen that in the last couple of years. But when I had the flower shop, carnations were so, had been so overused by every flower shop I had ever seen ever that we didn't really carry carnations. Basically for 17 years, we didn't carry carnations. So I have a tiny little aversion to carnations, which is probably something I should get flower therapy on because now I think they're really back in action and people are loving them so much. That's just a little behind the scenes here in the brain of this flower lady. Okay, there's something about mums. Some of these mums look amazing that I'm seeing out there. 
that's number five. Number five is moms. And why am I afraid to say that to you guys? Maybe you'll think it's boring. Moms, you know, they've kind of, sometimes they have a bad rap. Some people love moms. The way I use moms is much different, I think, than most people would use them. Like you might see them as part of an overall floral bouquet from the grocery store, right? You grab like a $15 or $20 floral bouquet and you bring it home and some people just shove it in a vase. Look, that's probably a whole nother podcast, but Instead of that, with mums, I always take them and cut them all apart and have them each be a single bloom because normally it's like five to seven blooms on one stem. I usually take them apart. I put them in a super short chubby vase. I kind of make them into a little ball. And then I use them in like a tray arrangement or I use them on a fireplace mantle or I use them um, maybe like we have this ridge above our bed where we have images in pictures and candles and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes I'll put fresh flowers up there. Anywhere that you want to create like a little bit of energy. And sometimes I'll put them in the bathroom just to kind of change the just to change the energy a little bit. And usually they're low, short, chubby, and they last a long time. So that's what's helpful about mums. They can create this freshness and they last a long time. Okay. That's my, that's kind of my number five. Number five is specialty moms. That whole thing, that's five. And actually that's seven because number three had three flowers in it. So here's a recap. Number one, blue muscari bulbs. Number two, pansy bowls. Number three, tulips, ranunculus, and hyacinth. Number four, pansy orchids and spike at specialty orchid growers, probably around the country, but here in Minnesota in Plymouth at Orchid Web. And then number five, specialty mums, novelty mums. Okay, I hope that was helpful to you guys. And I hope you'll get some of these flowers into your hands or into the hands of people that you love if you're doing some gift giving. Now, I also said I'd share what's happening behind the scenes here. And a couple things are happening just so you, you kind of can get into my flowery head. Number one, I'm gathering my materials for my spring porch pots. We are having a gigantic melt here in Minnesota. We've had so much snow. It is insane. We actually have a flood warning because there's so much snow that's melting at one time. Now, if you're in the south, you might have already done your porch pots, but we northern Minnesota people still have some cooler nights, so I'm waiting just a bit. So far, I've gathered pussuola branches, which I purchased months ago, fresh cut birch branches in the color brown from my yard. They're kind of thinner birch branches. They're not like thick cut birch with white bark. I just want to make sure I delineate between the two or make sure I'm clear about which finish is on the outside of it. Thin birch branches from my yard. I just got a gorgeous nest and a clay bird from Harvest Home in Wayzata. The nest is just the best. It's gorgeous. Yellow daffodil bulbs, unbloomed. White hyacinth, unbloomed. I got a twig, well, I've had a twig sphere or two here at my house. So I gathered, I grabbed those. Lots of moss in three different colors, which if you've been paying attention, I talk a lot about moss. Uh, Some sticks and a little bit of foam if I need it. So I also just grabbed some soil from Home Depot and I'm filling a bin with soil. So I just have some soil all ready to go for gardening season. Now, if you are also going to create some porch pots, um, here are a couple things you might want to grab. In addition to the things I just talked about, you might want to get some curly willow. They look great in porch pots, and that's around right now. Um, 
you might want to get like a little animal or bird or something for kind of a focal point. It's always helpful to have a nest in these because a nest lasts a long time. You can get tulip bulbs, which I didn't mention, unbloomed ideally, and any other bulbs that like this kind of chilly weather. If you have green dogwood or green or yellow sticks or twigs that work well for a spring palette, you could gather those. Um, if you have a hanging willow in your yard or a weeping crab of some sort, you can pull like malleable, bendable twigs off of that and you can make your own nest. You can start like just wrapping it around in a circle and kind of tucking it into itself, adding a couple sticks, maybe some moss. I mean, if you grab it from like a weeping crab tree, it might even bloom, which would be kind of pretty. I'm also testing for my... Um, my containers, some Carl Forrester feather reed grass. That's what's going to be on our porch. And then the other thing I have that I love is I sometimes use a little bit of strap metal. Like I have these strap metal orbs, which I just, oh my gosh, I love them. Those may or may not go into the spring porch pots. I'm not quite sure. And then of course, I've got my pansy bowl. I'm going to break that apart and I'm going to put some of those in my porch pot. Okay, so that's, I'm gathering. Like, I'm gathering and getting ready to do porch pot. The other thing that's happening here is a lot of prep and organizing of spaces. And if you're creative, if you love DIY, chances are you have boxes of this and boxes of that. Sometimes it's organized and sometimes it's not, but I'm just kind of doing a big rally of making sure everything is super neat and organized because I've been doing a lot of creative projects around here and I've been videotaping some of them. Um, the one thing I want to encourage you guys, if you are doing some of this flower stuff, garden stuff, is just leave a little time for cleanup. Like leave 10 minutes for cleanup. There's not always a lot of time left for cleanup because so much of your creative energy goes into the project. If that's you, I get you. If you're a person who budgets time at the end of your projects for cleanup and reorganization, way to go. That is awesome. This spring, I'm in a pretty solid organization mode. For example, I organized all the moss into huge Ziploc bags and put it all in a covered bin. It is magical. It looks so lovely. If you like moss, you'd really appreciate the moss bin I created. Number three, the other organizing thing that felt so good was um, organizing the ribbon that I have. So first, I got some really good ribbon on sale at Hobby Lobby for 40% off. I don't need a lot of ribbon, but I need a lot of varieties for teaching. So it's currently 40% off if anybody needs to know. At least it was a couple days ago. And then there was some, also some discount ribbon I was very excited to find. Uh, a hint for the ribbon lovers out there. You can get these tiny pins to pin all of your wily ribbon in. This helps it stay nice and organized. I learned about these tiny pins from a gal who worked at our shop long ago. That was a seamstress. Before that, I didn't even know they made the tiny pins. The tiny pins are called head pins. Perhaps everyone already knows about them. I did not know about them. I'm pretty sure that's the name, head pins. So... The ribbon that I have here, both new ribbon and all the old ribbon, or yeah, old ribbon I had before this is really organized. It's easy to see and find. I put it in a see-through bin, which is key for the work that I've been doing. I need it for floral arrangements on video. And most recently, I need it for my corsage and boutonniere class, which is one of the first classes in flower school. Doors are opening soon for that. So you guys, that's kind of some behind the scenes. We're getting organized. We're getting ready for spring. We're gathering some of the things for our next floral projects. And when I say we, I just mean me. Because 
who lives here, my sweet, ever-loving husband. I love him so much. He's at work. And then three boys. They're not helping me at all with this. They're, they're all gone. They're almost all gone. Okay. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention that might be helpful to you is this. How are the flowers now different from, say, like the flowers that were out there in February or January? Like what's, what's actually new and different from these past months or the month before? As we move into April and May, it's really the colors. I mean, what's looking good right now, when, what I notice the most is the colors. Pinks and peaches and salmons and yellows and oranges and blues, purples, lavenders, greens. Really good spring colors. It's not fall. It's not like everything is like deep and rich. There's not a lot of berries out there. It's not Christmassy. It's not Octoberish. And it's not January when there are there's not very much color at all around with the flowers. It's a color palette right now that celebrates spring. It's out there. If you need some spring in your house, get yourself some flowers. I mean, one bunch will do ya. All right, that's it, gang. Five spring floral and plant options that I highly recommend for you now. A little behind the scenes on my gathering for spring porch pots. A sneak peek into the organizing so far, moss and ribbons. And next up for me is um, the gardening section of my garage. How will I organize that for a successful season? I've actually got a heavy hitter coming to help with that. Her name's Britt. She's amazing. She helps me when I need help. I hope this episode was helpful and gave you a little spark. Whether it's a flower spark, a plant spark, an organizing spark, it feels so good to get motivated and get going in some kind of a flowery direction, especially in spring. Stay tuned for the next episode where I'll chat about three vases, pots, or containers that work really well for the current season. Until next time, happy flowering. Bye.